mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Christine Baranski is back as Diane Lockhart in the new season of The Good Fight, premiering March 14th, along with Kush Jumbo, Rose Leslie, Sarah Steele, Audra McDonald, Delroy Lindo, and Michael Sheen. Join the fight at cbs.com slash challenge to redeem your free trial of CBS All Access and catch up on the first two seasons ahead of the season premiere on March 14th, exclusively on CBS All Access. That's cbs.com slash challenged with a D to redeem your free trial of CBS All Access. Neo U is a fitness app offering live and on-demand classes from top instructors and workout concepts from around the world. Neo U has hundreds of classes from boot camp to dance, yoga, strength, and more. Stream workouts on any device, iPhone, Android, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, and the web. Redeem the code challenged at NeoU, that's N-E-O-U, fitness.com, to receive one month free. It's Candace and Kayla, and we are directionally challenged. Yep, we thought that we would absolutely have every single thing figured out perfectly by the time we were in our 30s. We did, and we don't. We don't? Not at all. God Sorry. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but that's okay because today we have a really inspiring guest on, Monica Berg. She wrote a book that Candace and I both loved reading. Well, actually, we listened to yeah, it. Yeah, we both listened to it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. It's called Fear is Not an Option. Yeah, and she is man, does she have, I mean, I just am really inspired after our interview with her. And I have some questions, Candace, that I prepared for you regarding fear. If you want to answer them. Okay. And and I really want you to be honest. Now I'm fearful of what you're going (laughs) to ask me about fear. Um, Okay. So my, my main question that I really want to know that I realized I don't know about you is what is the one thing you had to pick one thing in your life mm-hmm. that you were absolutely terrified to do that once you did it and killed it, you found out you were awesome at mm, something I was terrified to do. I am trying to think uh, things that are coming to my mind are performing. Mm. Uh, oh, ooh, the, when I was younger, I, I grew up singing mm-hmm. and one of the things that I had an opportunity to do was to sing the national anthem <gasps> at various like Florida events, That's whether it was deal. like a marathon or something like that. And even when I moved out to LA, um, when I was on a record label, they'd had me, they had an opportunity where I could sing the national anthem for like a big tennis match. Mm. And I think like Andy Roddick was playing, like it was a big one. That's big. And that is so scary. And it's so scary because everybody knows the national anthem. It is obviously a very challenging song. And that is something where anytime I had done that when I was younger, I would be shaking. I would freak out a second before in anyone that was around me. I'd say, what are the, what are the words to the national anthem? What are the words to the national anthem? I would panic. So did you end up singing at this tennis match? Yeah, I sang, I sang when I was younger. I sang at this tennis, tennis match. Did you kill it? I mean, it, sure. Yeah, I killed it. No, That's I did. A yes. I did a great job. Yeah, I did the. I did what I intended to do. Great. I didn't. Never forgot any of the words. But yeah, that was. That's such a good example of how our minds freak us out. You know the words to the national anthem, of course you do. But in those moments of fear, how we blank and we can't even think, and we cause all of this craziness within ourselves. It's paralyzing. Yeah, paralyzing. Wow. What about you when you were younger? The most terrifying thing, you know, I found that when I was younger, I had a lot more confidence and I could kind of do felt like I could do anything. And it's more in adulthood that I have these fears of fear of failure and fear of needing to um, have everything together all the time. And I, I know that's why we started this podcast and we say that all the time. But there is just something about the older you get, the more I expect myself to have to have it all together. And the more I realize I just really don't. I think for me, the biggest fear was probably screen testing. And, and, um, I screen tested last year for a show that didn't end up going my way. And I felt so paralyzed by the fear right before I walked in to this, you know, theater full of people. And because really you're there to solely be judged. And that's the only reason that that test exists. And you, I just felt so paralyzed by the fear and don't, I blanked out and I don't even remember what I did or what I said or anything like that. And I find that I do that in moments of fear. Yeah, there's a bravery when you're younger of like, well, there's something around the corner. And then I don't know why, but as we get older, it's kind of, there's a, everything feels more weighted. Mm-hmm. Responsibilities feel more weighted and then needing to be in control of situations feels real. Yeah, that's why I'm so happy we 
uh, listen to this book because there are so many actionable steps and in our interview with her, she teaches us so much that we can implement in our everyday lives and, and mantras and mentalities that can help us fight that fear so that we can live without it. One of the things that Monica Berg talks about in her book is irrational fears mm-hmm. and there are varying degrees of that. Did you have any, I grew up in a really big house and uh, it was shaped like a horseshoe mm-hmm. and I was that, I know we called it the horseshoe house and there was a pool in the middle with screens and then the house kind of wrapped around like horseshoe and I had friends that were very fearful to come stay over at the house because when it's empty, it feels very empty. Like when, mm. when everyone's asleep and all the lights are off, I had so many friends that didn't want to spend the night cause they were too scared. You were like Belle in the castle with beast, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds so dramatic. I, if you need to roll your eyes at me while I'm talking about this, go ahead. But that that's where I grew up. And, um, it was, uh, my parents like gutted the whole thing and kind of fixed it up. They bought it for closed and it, remi- yeah, when they found it, it reminds me, do you remember the book Casper talking about fear and scary movies? Well, funny you mentioned this. I was going to say my irrational fear is ghosts. Really? Yes. Okay. It was growing up. Well, remember that house that Christina Ricci like moves yes, in and Casper course. lives, Casper lives there. It, that's the way the house looked like when my parents like first got there. Maybe not that dramatic, <laughs> but it had some like crazy, like this person collected birds. Like there was just, it was great. Yeah. Yes. So even though they redid it, there just was kind of this vibe about the house at night. If like if I had to go downstairs and get water, I would always put my hand like on my back, like I'd bend it around and just touch my back because I felt like if there was a hand on my back, I felt safe and comforted and like no one could pop out and grab me. You were comforting yourself. (laughs) Wow. So I'd walk around the house at night, like running with my hand on my back. That's definitely a real fear then if you're if that's what you're doing. Wow. I definitely I had a fear of ghosts. And I swear when I was younger that I saw a ghost still to this day. And I don't know what it is and whether it was a ghost or an angel or whatever you believe. It was it was a fear that stuck with me for a really long time. And and it's probably irrational because still to this day, whenever I'm alone, I think about ghosts and our um, we I love our, our place, but we, it's it's old and it's been, you know, hasn't fully been restored. And I always think of all the people that have lived there before us. And are there ghosts in our place? I don't know. It sounds so irrational and stupid, but at night when I'm up and everything else is asleep, I always think, oh, who else is around here with me? (laughs) But you're a spiritual person. Yes. Um, Do you feel like you could be in touch? Like if there was a ghost or an angel or what have you, do you think you could like be like, hey, what's up? Yes. And that's what scares me is that I feel like there is a possibility that I could be more in tune with those things. And that's why I try and shut it out. See, I feel like we've talked about it on the podcast, but I, I would be open to it. I'd be like, they won't haunt me. I feel like I keep trying to get haunted. I always stay in old apartments, <laughs> you know, I like we've been in certain places where you're like, this place is creepy. And I'm like, I know. And no one's come to visit me or scare the shit out of me. And oh, I'm just yeah. waiting for it. Yeah. No, I think I, for some reason I, maybe I'm a target for it. I don't know. Um, but definitely that's been my fear since I was little that's I mean the, yeah irrational fears mm-hmm. yeah you guys we are so excited to have monica berg here to talk about real fears so stay tuned she's coming up right after the break and we are back with monica berg hi monica thanks for joining us today thank you for having me it's good to be here all the way from new york city yes it's much warmer here yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know i was like bundled up taking the kids to school this morning like it is so cold and only like two years into la and i'm such a wuss to the cold 
Yeah. You know, it's funny because I think that it's colder indoors here. Whereas when you go into New York, when you're inside, you're like warm. When you go outside, you're wearing five layers. So you're prepared in here. Like it's sunny California. It's cold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a little chilly. Um, well, we're so happy to have you here. Uh, we both read your book very quickly and listened to it. I listened to it um, on Audible. And uh, what inspired you to write a book about fear? The four letter word fear. <laughs> well, it's something that we all experience. And without saying there's certain things, you know, other people may not be affected by, but everybody is consumed by fear. The only difference is it's different degrees. And in my meeting with people and students, there were two themes that kept coming up whenever I'd meet with them. One was relationships. Um, you know, it can either be your greatest joy and, or eventually your worst nightmare possibly and fear. So those are the two major things that were coming up for people that really stopped them from living their best life. Mm. And, and I found that when people discuss fear, or approach fear, they learn to live with their fear. They learn how to, um, control it. And I thought, well, you have this all wrong. You want to eradicate fear completely. So I thought it was a really important book to write and, and to really inspire people to live a life where it's not led by fear. You discuss three different types of fear in your book. Will you break it down for our listeners, for those who haven't read it yet? Yes. So there's, um, there's healthy fear, there's real fear, and there's a logical fear. So healthy fear is something that is obviously something that we do need. Mm -hmm. It is the thing that keeps us safe. For instance, don't walk too close to um, a ledge or in a high building because that feeling that kind of scares you is there to protect you, right? Um, it's completely there to serve us in some way. Or if you're going to go into an elevator and there's somebody already in there and something doesn't feel right, suddenly you don't feel safe, you're thinking maybe I should wait for the next one, you want to heed those warning signs. They're there for your survival and for your protection. Um, and funnily enough, I had, I had written in the book about Carol Durange. And I just started watching the Ted Bundy interviews. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen it. It's On like Netflix. binge yeah. watching and she's in it. And I had never seen her face and now she's talking about her story. And, um, but she was the one person to escape from him, which, mm -hmm. you know, because again, she had that feeling that there's something not right here. And she asked to see his badge. She questioned him. And when he started driving the wrong way, I won't go into all the details. She knew that that was wrong and she was able to run and escape. So healthy fear is something that we actually do want to pay attention to. It's that intuition. It's that gut feeling that really does serve us. Uh, real fear. That's also a fear that we can't avoid. It's fear of losing our loved ones. It's fear of disease, sickness, growing old, failure. Those are real things that happen in our lives. And, but even with this fear, we can transform it. So it's something that we can grow from. So if we have a fear of uh, sickness, for instance, or illness, we can make sure that we live a healthy lifestyle. We can take steps to make sure that we're living our best, strongest life in our bodies. If we fear losing our loved ones, instead of worrying about that day that, that will come, we can spend the time together that is purposeful and joyful and meaningful mm -hmm. really and celebrate each other. So again, with that kind of fear, it's, it's there, um, there can be good from it. 
illogical fear, that's the one that really gets us day to day. And that's where we get stuck most times. That's fear of spiders, heights, elevators, rats, the dark, you know, you name it. And it's the thing that keeps us paralyzed. It's the thing that makes us think we're not good enough. We're not deserving. Um, don't even try, you know, just give up. It's that voice in our head that is all of that kind of jargon that consumes for some of us more space than it should. And it's what really hinders us appreciating and going after the things that we desire in life. I, a lot of people talk about writing down your goals and what I appreciated about experiencing your book, because I really do feel like I experienced it, is that it made me realize that I should maybe write down my fears and kind of become friends with my fears. And that once you kind of acknowledge that they're there, that's when you can begin to process them and work through them. Is that something that you had done on your own? Or was there something in your life that made you think, okay, I can choose one of two ways. I can have a perspective on this fear. Like even talking about the irrational fears, like how to get over those. Cause you talked about in your book about one of your irrational fears was elevators. So it's interesting because on one hand, yes, I, I'm really a strong advocate of journaling. I think when you write down your thoughts, two things happen. One, and there's even a bunch of science that backs this up now, but when you put down your thoughts, it's come out of you. And now you have a clarity that you didn't have before. And you're already 50% further along in removing some of the negative thoughts. Also the power of intention. When you write something, it can or cannot happen. Right. Mm. But I think with, with this thing specifically, you want to be aware of your fears, but you don't want to take them seriously. And th- that's the danger that can happen. If you start to look at them, then we spend time analyzing them. And why do I have that fear? There's some fears you just have to drop like dead weight. So with the elevator, for instance, um, I mean, I've had that fear since I was like four or five. I remember I'd be in an elevator with my mom and I would start pulling my shirt up and down. I couldn't breathe, like mm. full on panic. I mean, I even turned her. I'm like, did you lock me up somewhere when I was little that I don't know about? Because it's so not, it's irrational. Um, but then when I moved to New York five years ago, I decided, and again, I had done a lot of the work that I write about in my book that I don't need to take this with me because my desire to move to New York was greater than this fear and the power that it had over me. And again, with the tools, you can get to that place in your consciousness where you really can shift and you can decide, you dictate what has the front seat. What is the driving force in your life? Is it desire and purpose or are these things that hold you back that we think are actually there helping us? Oh, it's going to keep me safe. No, no, actually you're holding on to it because you're afraid to move forward. You're afraid to take a risk. You're afraid to go out. So there's a comfort in holding on to that fear. There's a comfort in even the things that are bad for us. That's why we keep them alive. We keep them there. Mm -hmm. Um, So it seems like you were able to overcome your fear of elevators and because you had, you were able to have it in context, you, you realized that your, your passion for New York city and to move there was greater than the fear. And living in New York, you have to take the elevator. Of course. By the way, (laughs) when I lived in California, I mean, I have, I have climbed up 20 flights of stairs after the long run and I didn't have water and I was parched. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to get stuck without a phone and no water. So I, I have, I've climbed up in heels and I was just like, this is not, but again, I had done the work that I knew that I, I was more powerful in my consciousness than the fear was mm. powerful over me. Right. Mind and that's the shift. Matter. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Do you think that connects into intuition at all? Like your head was saying one thing about this irrational fear of 
taking an elevator and in your gut, you knew if you just trusted it, that you knew you would be okay. Or do you think that those things are separate? I think that intuition is tapped into something greater than us, right? It's where we come from. It's our higher source. The more that you're connected to something that that's bigger than you, you grow your intuition, right? I can't tell you how many times like I will, you know, again, because I've practiced this, I'll know somebody's about to call. It happens. I'll even say, you know, I'll say a thought that like I was just going to say, why? Because I'm constantly in that space in my mind and my consciousness. I invite openness and opportunity and curiosity instead of worry, doubt, fear, and limitation. When you say work on, when you were in tune with your intuition, how, how do we stay in tune with our intuition and continue to work on becoming better at that. Cause that's something I would love to do. So it's practice mm-hmm. and what it is when things occur that we didn't expect, which, you know, again, that's why people, you know, which maybe we'll talk about, but this idea of change, people like the idea of change, but they don't really like change because it's uncomfortable and it's painful. So when things happen to us in our lives that we didn't want, that doesn't make sense, what's our first reaction? No, I don't want this. I'm not ready for it. And we try to push it away, numb it away, run away from it, any of those things. The way I approach it is, okay, this has happened. I'm not really sure why, but I believe that everything in my life happens for my absolute greatest good. I just need to find the gift in it. Mm -hmm. And when you start to look at that and you ask that question every day, why did this happen? What's the opportunity for me? Then you get the answers Mm -hmm. and and that grows intuition. I love in your book when you said, um, opportunity is now here versus opportunity is nowhere and how you get to choose whether it's separated in now and here versus nowhere. And it's all that perspective. Right. Because I could ask anybody, if you read that word, right, nowhere, now, here, and I put it together, depending on where you are in your mindset, right, in your belief systems, you're going to see it completely different. And based on that, that's how you navigate through life. Mm. You know, I fundamentally don't believe that we're meant to suffer. I don't believe in it. And I never have, but I, you know, especially when I started the spiritual journey, absolutely no way we're here for the, for our greatest potential to be revealed. So because that's my belief system, even when things happen, like having a son born with Down syndrome, even then, I mean, it tripped me up for a minute and I was like, okay, well, I mean, this was not supposed to happen. Right. And it made me question everything I had learned and recommit to it. Um, but I really, again, I believe that I, I meant for, for the creator loves me and I'm blessed. So what's the opportunity here? And that was the biggest shift in my life. That really changed everything for me in the best possible way. Mm. It sounds like from your book that a lot of your growing periods, I don't want to say growing pains, but your growing periods were from childbirth and, and pregnancy. But real life yeah. moments. And I, I've always been kind of a controlling person and I'm kind of a control freak and I like the way... I like things the way that I like them. And I don't like when things change. And I think Kayla, you it's totally fine. When I became a parent, I think everyone was nervous that I was going to be like the person that's like, sorry guys, it's 2 PM and I have to be home at exactly this point. Cause this is what was planned. 100%. And instead my birth story was kind of similar to yours. The first time around when you wanted your natural birth and I had the same thing. I was at a, um, a birthing facility and had to transfer to the hospital and it didn't go the way that I 
wanted. And I had to realize like, okay, this, this is kind of the best first lesson in parenthood that I'm not in charge anymore. And I have to think about what's best for this child. And it's not always going to look like the way that I'm projecting it needs to look like. And it really kind of opened me up to this idea that, okay, it's okay to relax into this and it's not going to be perfect. Are you a Virgo, first of all? No, I'm a Taurus. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. I am as well. I'm a Virgo. When's your birthday? August 27th. September 10th. <laughs> um, no, I. by the way, let's, let's be clear about something. I love like a daily planner. I love an eraser. I mean, I'm all about, <laughs> I got my schedule, my workouts are planned like two weeks in advance. My schedule is planned three months in advance. However, what I worked very actively in changing is the things that weren't working for me. Being stuck with oh my God, this is not what I had planned. And now it's not happening. I'm upset about it. Wasn't serving me. So I'll plan things, but as much as I plan, I'm equally, equally as open to if it doesn't work out, then this was meant to happen and I'll go with it. That took a lot of effort to, for me to get there. And now that I have, I'm liberated and I feel free in a way that I never could. I was supposed to go on a trip. It got canceled. Okay. Not meant to go. Zero reaction or emotion about it. I'll still plan. I'm still very involved in the direction I want my life to go, but I'm also aware. And you said something that made me laugh a little bit that you're like, okay, well, I'm not in charge anymore. Well, I'm gonna let you know a little secret. You never were. And we yeah. think we're in charge. <laughs> we like the way that it feels and we, we control the situation, but you know what? We don't know what's going to happen at any given moment of any second of the day, but we hold on to that. Cause again, it's, it's comfortable and it makes us feel safe. It makes us feel certain. And as humans, we really have a desire to feel that. And that's okay, but you need to now find the equal space that knowing that there's something much bigger at play here that I don't have the big picture of. So when things don't go as I planned, embrace it. And that's what keeps me up at night, not able to sleep <laughs> because so, you're still fighting it. I'm fighting it. I fight it so hard. So then how do we as control freaks burn? <laughs> and I say we, because I'm a Virgo and I love certain things a certain way as well. How do we then welcome change into our lives and learn to embrace it and almost, I guess, trick ourselves to be excited for it? Well, you'll trick yourself initially and then it will become so normal and then you're going to love it and you're going to become addicted to it. So the first is twofold. One is you have to change your consciousness around it. The first thing is to really start having these conversations with yourself. I'm not really in charge. Anything can happen at any given moment. And I want to appreciate that. I want to go and create the life that I want and the things that I want. But if it doesn't happen, I'm open. And just you say that over and over again until you believe it, right? Because that's the power of our minds. Mm -hmm. The second thing is when things don't go your way. Like, this is what I do. Um, I'd be like, okay, so that happened. And what are my options? Like, I don't like this. This is not really what I wanted. So how can I achieve what I wanted in a different way? What's my next opportunity? Mm. So for instance, let's say, um, we can use just an exercise again, because that, that is like the one time of day that I take for myself. So if for instance, something's come up and I can't do it, some might just write the day off because in their mind it had to be at 8 a.m. And that's the only time. And now it can. And now they have mine's like, OK, that didn't work out. What's the next window? What can I move around? What do I even have to do? To, do I have to have this meeting today? No, actually, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. I'm willing to change everything to make anything possible. It's like and that is freeing. That's that feels so amazing when you live in that space. 
At one point you talk a little bit about intuition, but I feel like it feeds into this as well. Sometimes I don't want to move things around or change anything to also inconvenience someone else. Like if I know I need to make time for myself or I need to make that space for myself, I get so caught up in like, how is this going to affect other people? I don't want to upset them or, or even, you know, with a very full house, you have a very full house. It, 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 it's easy to kind of feel like I, allow myself to get lost in the shuffle. I don't know if that's a cop-out that I'm making to not be able to fulfill my full potential or if I just am, if I just don't know how to make that time for myself. And as far as intuition, you were talking about how sometimes women are more prone to um, being more, I don't want to offend someone even though my gut's telling me that this is what I need or this is my safety, my alarm bell's going off putting to protect first myself. Yes, ourselves. but constantly kind of putting others first. Well, I think it, the answer is all in what you said. You're still assuming that you know that how it's going to affect other people. Like, that's great to be considerate. Amazing. But you can say to the person, I'm thinking of moving this around. Would that work for you? It might even be better for them. Yeah. But you're so sure that you know that you won't even pursue that one. Two, again, if you like routine and you've made a plan and you've invested in that plan, the more you are invested in what you have decided, the harder it is to switch it around. It's because you're still invested. If you change your consciousness and you shift it and say, I am a person that loves change and I just want to be flexible then you're not going to have that internal battle that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's so many little things too. the past two years of, of my family's life. We've, my job came to a close after eight years and it was in a different city. My husband and I were long distance for six years. Mm -hmm. And then we finally were moving to LA, um, which is the first time my husband and my stepdaughters had lived anywhere else. And it was the first time that we weren't long distance. And it was the first time that I wasn't full time working. And it was so much change at once that I feel like I was trying to go with the flow and all the big changes that like when it came to little changes, like a dinner need needing to be moved or a night that we had had planned and that had to cancel and be shifted around, I would lose it, mm -hmm. just lose it over the smallest things. Or if I thought we were going to a sit down dinner and it ends up being at like more of a bar lounge that would automatically make me tense up. And I would almost be blind with kind of like uncomfortability and rage that like, this is not the night that I expected this to be. Well, it makes sense though. Cause when you feel so completely out of control in most of your life, you're going to try and find a few things to control. We all will. I think that's just human nature, you know? So when, and if that happens in your life, I think it's okay to not expect yourself to be perfect and expect yourself to handle it all perfectly. You know, I think, I mean, I don't know, but I would say part of that process is accepting yourself, loving yourself, and then thinking back and saying, okay, how can I, in, in the next, the next time I'm in that situation, how can I then handle it better? You know, kind of thing. No, I think your point is, is spot on. I would only add that uh, what I do is it's about having self-knowledge and self-awareness. So if you know this about yourself and there's already so many changes going on that are uncomfortable and you are feeling the need to feel safe and secure, then you can plan your weeks out like that. Like I'm only going to go out one night a week for the next month because I'm feeling out of control right now and I'm not comfortable with that feeling, right? It's about being really kind to yourself and anticipating what your reality is going to make you feel like and make better choices for yourself. What I'm getting from this too is it's really important to be in tune with ourselves. It's where and it's a start. lot harder 
to do. I mean, easier, easier said than done for sure. Because I, I like to try to be in tune with myself and some days you just aren't on top of it and you just don't, you can't, it's harder to listen to that inner voice during those times. Is there any sort of quick fix that you've found that helps or something that if we've realized we're in, we're, you know, just kind of really out of tune with our own self that we can do to center ourselves a little tune-up little tune-up yeah <laughs> well it's interesting because I'm giving a lecture tomorrow night on finding your purpose mm. and um the whole the, the, my main theme is this process that most people skip especially before they enter relationship and that is cultivating the most important relationship they'll ever have. And that's the relationship they have with themselves. And I don't think people really approach that ever in life unless they have to, like you have to be a friend to yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to hear yourself, acknowledge your truest desires, or you're never going to be really great at doing that for anybody else, not a husband or a wife or children or a business partner. It has to start here. It's, it's the place that we, it's where we come, right? It's just our soul. And that's how we leave the world as well. So Yes, there's certain things that I can bring, I can say to you that's going to bring you back to being mindful, but there's no quick fix to like, mm -hmm. if you haven't been kind to yourself and being kind is, is the essence of everything in life to everybody. Right. But if you've been ignoring your thoughts, your beliefs and putting everybody else first, when you finally stop and say, okay, I'm going to listen to you now. Well, your yourself is going to be like, well, you know, and then that's how we have like these <laughs> blow ups or breakdowns and like, I just need to get away because you've ignored that for too long. Mm. So you know, I think so it's, it's a slower process than I want really it to be. It really is. And it's building a foundation that will be unshakable. Mm. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improves definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend. Plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGED right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. Anyone who's had a migraine knows that they are the absolute worst. Now it's a little easier to treat your migraine from the comfort of your own home. Thanks to Cove. Cove breaks down everything you need to know about migraines and migraine treatment. Start with a simple consultation by a physician that's licensed to practice medicine in your state. Then, once they determine which prescription is best for you, Cove sends it directly to your door and reaches out a few weeks after to see how you're feeling. All migraine medication prescribed by the doctors at Cove is FDA approved. Our producer, Melissa, suffers from migraines. She signed up for Cove and filled out a form that asked her questions about her migraines. Within a day, a doctor responded to her about what type of migraine she had and prescribed medication. She said it was easy, thorough, and the response was fast. If you suffer from migraines, the last thing you need is to have to wait to see your doctor. With Cove, there's finally a way to get the help you need when you need it. 
And when you use our special link, you'll get your first month of treatment for free. Go to withcove.com slash challenged. That's W-I-T-H-C-O-V-E dot com slash challenged with a D. Withcove.com slash challenged. When was the last time you ate a breakfast that you felt good about? Not a bowl of sugary cereal, but a breakfast that's nourishing your body. Now you can transform your breakfast with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers carefully sourced, chef-crafted smoothies, savory bowls, overnight oats, and more built on fruits and vegetables. Everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're ready to eat it. Choose from more than 50 nourishing options for any time of day, ready-to-blend smoothies, savory harvest bowls, soups, and more. Just add water or milk to a smoothie or heat up a harvest bowl and enjoy. All of Daily Harvest's ingredients are carefully sourced for maximum nourishment and flavor. You can actually see all the ingredients when you open up the cup. Daily Harvest is the easiest, most delicious way to load up on fruits and vegetables any time of day. I always feel really good about my decision when I decide to eat Daily Harvest. Um, They sent a miso soup that was just phenomenal. And you guys, it's so quick and easy to prepare. So go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code CHALLENGE to get three cups free in your first box. That's promo code CHALLENGE for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com daily-harvest.com Support for today's show comes from Bare Minerals, creators of clean beauty. Purity and formulation and uncompromising performance have always been the guiding principles of Bare Minerals because they believe that makeup and skincare should make your skin better, not just better looking. This has been the Bare Minerals philosophy since they began the clean beauty revolution in 1995 with their best-selling original foundation, which offers creamy, lightweight, buildable coverage that's naturally luminous. The clean formula is made with only five good-for-skin ingredients, all minerals, including non-chemical SPF protection. Makeup so pure, you can sleep in it. And it actually improves your skin over time. It's everything your skin needs and nothing it doesn't. For Bare Minerals to be clean without compromise means good for skin formulas with proven performance. Like every Bare Minerals product, it's 100% cruelty free. Better yet, both the original and matte loose powder foundations are available in 30 shades. Upgrade to clean beauty products. Use the foundation finder at bareminerals.com to find your perfect match. First-time customers will get 15% off when you use the promo code CHALLENGED. That's bareminerals.com, promo code CHALLENGED with a D, for 15% off your first purchase. Bare Minerals, the power of good. And we're back. In the book, you have uh, your readers write down the answers to three different questions about fear and acknowledging their fears. And I got to say, it was much more revealing than I thought it would be as far as like being kind to myself. I am a jerk to myself. Mm. So, like we all doing are. This made me think like, wow, these are some very unnecessary and just mean fears to be holding on to. So for our listeners, the first question that you have them ask is Candace and I decided to answer them. Um, and we'd like to try and share that with you if we can, because, um, I think it's really important to the first step to knowing who you really are. Um, the first question is what would you do if fear was not in the driver's seat? What did you come up with Candace? Uh, my first thing that I wrote down was pure joy. I just immediately, if I didn't have fear in the driver's seat, I just immediately was like, oh my God, I would just be so happy. 
I would just be joyful. Um, I, it, the next was I would sleep soundly and I would rest and my intentions would be much clearer and more pure. And I would love more vulnerably and I would be much more productive wow. because I wouldn't like stop myself from saying like, oh, well, I started doing this, but it's probably not good. And someone else is doing it mm. better. And so why should I spend time doing this? Yeah, makes sense. That's profound. I have the chills of each and every one you wrote because this is the essence of life. Like this has to be your your priority, you know, and, and, a, and a fast way to do that is um, to create a to-be list versus a to-do list. And I'm sure, especially the two of you, I can tell now your to-do lists are long and they're very detailed <laughs> and oh my God. But if you look at it, right, with this kind of awareness and this consciousness, there's probably a lot of things on that list as it is today that doesn't need to be there. If you create a to-be list and then the to-do list based on your to-be list, you're going to get much further. So for instance, if to-be um, to be kind to yourself is important to you and that's what is on your to-be list, then your to-do list is one kind thing you do a day to create. Them, oh, I love this. Yeah. Which is, and that makes so much more sense. You can go yeah. to the laundromat, you know, another uh -huh. day. Right. So the, I, I would, I would do that with everything that you wrote there. I would write to be this, to be that, to be, and then you do the exact to do and week by week, and then you're going to get closer to living that and manifesting that potential. I love that. Kayla, what did you write? I, mine is much simpler than yours. Mine is legitimately anything because I realized how everything I want to accomplish is still, there's so much holding me back from doing it. And you have a quote in your book that I wrote down that says, all fear does is feed an already chaotic situation. All it does is add chaos. And I think that's what you mean as well, Candace, when you say your thoughts would be so much clearer and your intentions would be so much clearer because all fear does is muddle it up. It just dirties it up. And so I really felt that if I was able to extract fear completely I could do anything and I don't ever feel like I can do anything. So this is so important Profound to implement. Too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So important. I, I, yeah. Go ahead. So the next question was what fears are holding you back? I'll, I'll start. I definitely have a fear of being disliked and I wish it was a stronger fear that I, but this, if I'm being completely honest with myself, I want people to like me to such an extreme that it gets in the way of everything. I think it gets in the way of me allowing me to be who I really am. I'm, I spend time being who I think people want me to be as opposed to who I truly am. And I, I think it all stems from a fear of just being disliked. And the good thing about this is that's something I can change. I can simply change. And I know the first step to that is acknowledging it. And so I forced myself to say that aloud today on I'm the so podcast so that I can address it now. How about you? Um, I, it was a lot career based. Mm -hmm. It was the fears holding me back or uh, comparing myself to others and not feeling as talented or gifted as other people. Um, trying something new and completely failing. Oh, but you should totally do that. Cause that's fun. I know. <laughs> and we've talked about failure on this podcast and I really thought it was like such a great episode and I learned a lot, but I, that was what came up for mm -hmm. me is just trying new things and being okay with failure and having that be brave instead of a reflection on, uh, on your quality. On, yes. Yes. Um, being neglectful of family, friends, and myself, um, 
in that <laughs> I wrote down nothing special about me and put Bradley Cooper in parentheses because you know how Lady Gaga has been going around saying you can be standing in a room with a hundred people and 99 people can say no, but it just takes Bradley Cooper to say yes. And <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but that that's what everyone thinks moving out to LA sometimes. Like I'm just going to be the girl standing in the room and Bradley Cooper is going to say you, you are born to be a star. Um, but those are some of my crazy irrational fears that do not serve me. They are not kind. I would never say that to a friend of mine. I would never talk to Anyone like I definitely that. realized we are so much kinder to our friends than to ourselves. I mean, if a friend had a bad day and didn't do well at something, I would absolutely wholeheartedly say to them, it's fine. You're going to learn. You're going to get better. But if I did the same thing, I would beat myself up over and over and over again about it. And that needs to change. But you have all the information, both of you. I mean, now we do after we read your book. (laughs) The thing is the whole wanting to be, I think that's a Virgo thing. I very Mm. much wanted to be liked my whole life too. And then I realized how impossible that is because that's just not even realistic at all. And, um, and also the reality is if you're doing things that are creating change, if you're really like out there and putting yourself out there, people are going to not like you. A lot of people, and the more opposition you have, the better, actually. You can learn from opposition, which I write about in the book too, and grow from it. And it's those, we need those opposing forces to help us stand up and realize that, no, we are great and we don't need, you know, I I, I never want to be liked by everybody. Mm, I love that. And I love that you felt that way once and now yeah, I was adult. exactly and Completely. That's so inspiring to me. And I mean, failure you, you must know this, but anybody that you see that's successful, including Bradley Cooper, I know. everybody's <laughs> failed. And it was the failing over and over and over again that made them practice again and again and build desire and want it and never give up. The only people that separate those who failed and didn't make it and those who failed that did is because they never gave up. Mm. I think I had this I, a much more comfortable relationship with failure in my 20s. But now for some reason in my 30s, I feel this pressure to not fail because you're identifying your purpose in what you do and not in who you are. Mm. Yep. Which I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <in there. laughs> Just take that in. <laughs> Which is not real either, yeah. but that, you know, we can, we can make that real. Right. And we can get stuck in that headspace for a very long time. Yeah. I, now when we talk about fear in the future, cause that is the third question that you have us ask ourselves in the book. Um, I feel like that is, a very universal thing that people talk about that we talk about all the time, Kayla, fear of future things, especially when it comes to finances or babies or where you're going to live. It's so many, every time I would try to specify it, it was just general things of the future Mm. of, I don't know how to, what if something bad happens and what if, you know, the stress of marriage and family and babies and finances, that's what kept coming up. Mm. Do you have a lot of people that come to you asking about those kinds of fears? Uh, yes and no. I mean, people are more, they like to talk about what's affecting them like today and what feels urgent in the media. And it's usually where the most discomfort is. 
But again, in terms of future, you, you just need to remind yourself, we don't know what's going to happen on any given day. And all of those thoughts are the illusion of the world we live in. It keeps us busy with nonsense. So we don't achieve what we're meant to achieve in this day. You could spend hours mm -hmm. today wow. working on purposeful things, or you can spend hours today worrying about what might or might not happen in 10 years from now. And by the way, what I have found in life, it's the things that you never thought of ever that happen. <laughs> the ones that you stress about and you worry about, they actually never come. They're just there to take you away from being fulfilled and purposeful. It, that's it. It's just a complete distraction. That's a comforting reminder. So anything that we're currently stressing about completely probably won't happen. Exactly. <laughs> and ruminating amazing. about the future. And this, that just stop and say, okay, I'm going to be present today. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or 10 years from now for that matter. What can I do right now today to make my day the way I want it to be and to be happy and joyful on this day? We're meant to be happy. We're meant to live and love and laugh and achieve that. That's every time you find yourself going to that other direction, just bring yourself right back here. How do you talk about fear with your kids? If you don't mind me asking, uh, we've got teenagers in this house too. And especially with young women, I want them to protect themselves. I want them to listen to their intuition, but you also like want them to succeed. You want them to fail. You want, it's like, you don't want to take away any experience from them. You want them to experience their journey fully, but you also want to teach them to follow their intuition, right? And to know the differences between the two fears. Is that what you Yeah, mean? and protect them. I, I have such mm. a hard time walking the line of like, find yourself on your own feet and I'm here to catch you. And then also being like, wait, hold on. Let me just walk around you and give you a safety bubble so you don't get hurt. <laughs> I think your question more is how do you stop yourself from putting your own fears on your children? That's a great way to verbalize it. Yes. Yeah. Because which is different than teaching your children about fear, mm -hmm. right? And it's going to be harder to teach them about fear when you're putting your fear on them, which a lot of people do. It's so normal and it's so natural unless you stop yourself. Um, so that that's number one. What is my fear versus what are they expressing to me that their fear is? And they could be very different. And theirs hasn't grown really because they don't have the life experience we have. They haven't really had some of the hurt that we've experienced or the pain we've experienced. Um, and yes, you cannot protect them from life experiences. What you can do is it, I've always done this with all of my children. I speak to them very openly and honestly but also make them feel safe in that, right? Mm -hmm. So it goes back to consciousness that you come from something far greater, that you are destined to live a life of greatness. You need to find what that is, that it's important to be kind. I, I speak more about what I want them to be and who I want them to become and how I, I think that you know they can fit into this world. And then when the other things come up, and they have that consciousness already and they feel that they've come from a place of purpose and they don't believe in suffering and all of those great belief systems I want them to have, then when fear kicks in or pain kicks in, they have the tools already to be able to deal with it. Wow. So it's, it's about the answer long and short is to be proactive about it, right? To give them all the information, all of the strength, the certainty, the sense of self that they'll need to navigate when things inevitably happen in life. That's what I wish I had when I was little. I didn't. So, and, and, I, and I have no regret about that either because I searched for spirituality at 17, which isn't normal, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I believe that's why, because I was looking around to all the adults in my life and I was like, nobody knows why we're here and nobody <laughs> has any answers. I better figure this out quickly. Um, so I, I would approach it that way with, with your kids. We've talked about mentors recently. Do you have a mentor? Have 
that you look up to or that you talk to? Um, I mean, you have so much insight to share. I think I get this question a lot and I, I think that, um, you can learn from everybody. So I don't have one mentor. I always kind of like, why don't I, you know, I, I sometimes crave it cause I feel like it would be easier than having to discover it. <laughs> but I think that that's the whole purpose. I think that you can learn from everybody. I do learn from every single person that I come across, whether, you know, especially in New York, you talk to everybody, whether you like it or not on the street <laughs> and there are all kinds of conversations, a stewardess, whoever, mm-hmm. I think everybody is here to teach us and grow us. And I think when somebody says something that makes sense, I really, I apply it immediately. I think that's more what it is. And that's how everybody can be your mentor. If there's something that makes sense, right? Consciousness, and then you follow it up with immediate action. And, and that's the formula for growing from every situation and every person you come in contact with. Wow. Well, I think some of us will consider you a mentor after this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I know I will. (laughs) So I love that you call yourself a change junkie. Um, will you tell us a little bit about that? Like when, when did you get that? I love that term. When did you come up with that? I know my mom was like junkie. I said, mom, I know that word has like a different (laughs) connotation, but when it comes to change, it's a good thing. Um, when I first got married, uh, you know, I knew we were going to travel a lot. We had the same purpose. We both do the same thing and we teach Kabbalah and we go and we, you know, mentor people around the world, but I didn't realize we'd be traveling so much and, you know, change the sketch. I mean, I was really uncomfortable with all of this when I first got married. And, um, then after I had Josh, my son, my second son that was born with Down syndrome, again, it shifted so profoundly what I understood to be true, right? We have the, the 1% world we live in, it's ruled by our five senses. It's how we see, smell, taste. It's all the things. And we take it so seriously, we think it's real. And then there's a the 99% realm. It's all the things like, how does how do you have signal on your iPad or your phone? Or, there's all these other things happening. We like that we can Google and find mm-hmm. out anything in a matter of seconds. Mm-hmm. We don't. How does that work? There's another realm out there that's operating. So I realized when I had him that you can either, you know, that was going to be a big change and I was so scared or I could embrace what could be. And it just shifted the whole way that I look at life. And I realized that you can either fight change. It's inevitable. We are going to change. You're either growing forward or you're going backwards. The only free will that you have is you get to decide and direct in which way and what ways you grow. Wow, that is incredibly powerful. So I got excited about that. And then I started to seek out ways that I could change. And so if somebody said, you know, I decided I'm going to say yes to pretty much everything, even if it's uncomfortable. The more uncomfortable, the more excited I would be. So I started to challenge this discomfort and change and really embrace it. And then I became addicted to it. And then I couldn't wait. Now I'm always like, well, that's been still for too long. How can we change that up? And it it really becomes, talk about living a happy life, a life that's freeing, that is fulfilling, that is powerful. It is, the formula is embrace change Mm. because it's what we're hardwired for. Yeah. And if you think about it, the only constant in our life is change. Yeah, that's it. You also have that in your book. And that really stuck with me. I, I think that's true. If you can get used to change, then you can kind of get used to any of it. Cause then you can just go with the flow. Did you ever read that book? Um, who moved my cheese? No. <laughs> no, it's a really short book and it's hilarious. It's about these two mice and two little people and they all live in a maze. The mice represent simple, right? They're looking for cheese all day in this maze. And the little people, they are humans. They have 
they're more complex and they're thinking, they analyze, they're also looking for cheese, but they're looking for comfort also and security. And they want to make sure they have enough cheese to last a lifetime. And they built the house by the biggest cheese part that they found in the maze. Well, you know where this is going, mm-hmm. right? They run out of cheese. And so what happens? The mice are like, all right, let's get our running shoes back on. We've got to adapt to change. Let's go find more cheese. So they go in the maze and whatever, and they survive. Why? The ones that survive in life are not the strongest or the smartest. It's the ones that are most adaptable to change. The other two who are so, how did this happen to us? Who took our, who moved our cheese? They couldn't get past the fact that the cheese was gone. (laughs) That They're like destitute, right? That, that, and that represents us in a Such nutshell. Such a simple, but profound life lesson. Completely. So my, my next book Change junkie and my whole passion and mission. And that's why I could write that book in three days. It's like, it's a no brainer. Okay. You want to live a happy life. You want to live forever. You want to be adaptable. That's it. That's the formula. How great. And, and it is, it's addictive. Once you start living like that, you'll never go back. Well, I'm going to a wine and cheese bar tonight, so I'm definitely not going to look at cheese the same way. I'm just going to love it all up. You guys, I know you are just as inspired by Monica Berg as we are, and you have to check out her book, A Fear is Not an Option, and her new book. You just mentioned another book. Would you like to tell our listeners about it? Yes. uh, Change Junkie is next, and then one on relationships is called Rethink Love. Wow. So well, we'll have you. to have you back on to talk I about absolutely. Subjects, we so. are so inspired. Thank you so much thank for, you. This for coming really fun. today. I feel like I have like two new girlfriends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you do. <laughs> now you, you have so LA much. girlfriends too. Exactly. <laughs> and our listeners can find you. Are you on Instagram for your socials? Yes. Um, it's Monica Berg 74. And um, my blog is called rethinklife.today. And fear is not an option is available on Amazon. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Well, I feel renewed and inspired. How about you, Candace? I feel vulnerable mm-hmm. in a great way. Um, when Monica walked in today, I said, I actually slept well last night. Yeah. Like, taking the t- all the things that I was staying up worrying and worrying and stressing about um, that are so, I don't need them. And also so much was of it was fear-based. And I was thinking it was more of like a to-do thing, like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough mm. and, and I'm not being actionable enough. And that's why I'm just so stressed about this laundry list of things that I talked a little bit about on, on the, today's episode. But the reality was it was all just so weighted in fear. Mm. You know, the one thing I really love that she said that I will take away is that most of the things we fear will never happen. And so when I'm up at night thinking and rethinking about things, it's going to be so comforting to have her voice in my head and to repeat that over and over again. And I think that's why you slept so well. Because now you had her, her voice in your head telling you none of this is, this is all irrational. This is all something that you have created. And guess what? Because you created it, you can now uncreate it. You don't need any of this anymore. Yeah. It's such a waste of time. Mm -hmm. It's such a waste of time. And another great reminder. I know you're so good at it. You actually, today Kayla came in and she said that (laughs) she's like, I might need to get an iPad because I've already been through two notebooks, (laughs) just writing things down for this podcast and like thick notebooks, not just like tiny little ones (laughs) and like full page notebooks. And I I just realized how bad I am getting pen to paper and Mm. how cathartic it is to just releasing a lot of toxic things that I don't need to hold on to that taking just 15 minutes to say, Candace, what, what is a fear for you? What do you fear? Mm -hmm. What are you holding on to? What do you, what, when fear is in the driver's seat, 
What does that look like? I wonder if even you could write it all down and then I'm, this may sound cheesy to you, but I would absolutely do this. Rip it up. So yeah. write all your fears down and then rip it up and be like, I'm letting them go. I know Monica talks about it or writes about it in the book. Uh, and she, at one point she says that, yeah, you can, you can burn it, but one of the options are just to, in your mind, burn it. Or if you're able to kind of put it in a safe contained space and actually like burn the paper. And yeah, I, I think that is a really, I need it, but it's actionable and it's me taking the time to do that. Yeah. And instead of, I think I get caught up in this idea of like lazy or not doing enough. And instead it's not just a list of excuses. I have to acknowledge that there's a lot of fear. Um, there's a lot of fear tied up in, in, how paralyzed I am when it comes to a lot of actionable things I can be doing in my life. Absolutely. And I'm going to encourage us and our listeners to make to be lists, not to do lists. Cause yes. all I do is make to do lists and they are so long and it, it does, it feels very taxing on my sense of self and on my everyday. If we can change our mentality on that and make to be lists and then make our to do list based on that, I think that could change. And, 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 you know, we would feel so much more productive in our day and probably love ourselves and be kinder to ourselves. I love Loved that so much. Yeah, there were so many mind explosions. <laughs> I know. Talk. I was I was speechless. I was I couldn't form sentences. There was so much I wanted to ask her and get out all at the but same time. But that's what makes this so great is that you were really learning and growing on air together, all of us. And uh, I hope you guys, listeners, that you learned as much as and feel just as inspired as we do. Um, so if definitely check out Monica's book, Fear is Not an Option. And she also discussed Change Junkie, which is a new book coming out as well. Monica also has a blog that she updates regularly called RethinkLife.today. And I know I'm going to constantly check that out. So, so this was an incredibly actionable episode. We want to hear from you guys. What are your fears? Did you guys maybe write down some of your answers to these questions? Uh, we're both happy in our vulnerability sharing <laughs> them with you. And we would actually love if you'd want to share them with us. Um, or if you do, in fact, make to be lists, we would love to see that. We love this community that we're continuing to build with all of you, our Directionally Challenged podcast listeners. And we're so excited to be with you again next week. Thanks for tuning in. NeoU is a fitness app offering live and on-demand classes from top instructors and workout concepts from around the world. NeoU has hundreds of classes from boot camp to dance, yoga, strength, and more. Stream workouts on any device. That's iPhone, Android, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, and the web. Redeem the code CHALLENGED at NeoU, that's N-E-O-U, fitness.com to receive one month free. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. 
every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.